Hey, how you doing? I'm Greg Knapp, and this is Find Your Purpose, Live Your Passion. Today on the podcast, to live out your purpose, you need these two words. To change your life, you have to change this. And how to supercharge your energy. Ready? Let's go. You know how you sometimes feel stuck? Like you're drifting through life, going through the motions? You know you were created for something more, that an average life just isn't enough for you. Then you're in the right place. Find your purpose. Live your passion. Let's go. No matter what your passion and purpose is, it involves serving others and relationships. All real success includes serving others and having great relationships. I love what Zig Ziglar said, you can have everything in life you want if you will just help enough other people get what they want. And the way you do that is by serving people, thanking people, developing good relationships. So the two words you need to use more, all of us do, thank you. Yeah, man, thank you. I mean, how do you feel when you get a real thank you? I'm not talking about, hey, thanks, when you hold the door, or hey, thanks for passing the ketchup, or hey, thanks for taking my phone call. No, no, no. I mean, those are fine. They're nice, whatever. But how do you feel when you get a sincere, meaningful thank you? That's pretty nice, isn't it? I mean, how do you feel when someone looks you in the eye, gives you the firm handshake or, you know, maybe even a hug and says, I really want to thank you for, and then they put something specific in there and they mean it and you can tell they mean it. I mean, it sure means a lot to me when that happens. How do you feel when someone handwrites you a heartfelt message and a thank you on personal stationery? They actually put a stamp on it. They walk it to the mailbox. They mail it. Who does that? Awesome, right? A sincere thank you can change the day. It actually can even change the life of the receiver and the giver. So start asking yourself every day, who do I need to thank today? See, a sincere thank you creates an emotional bond between the thanker and the thankee. Is thank you a word? I just made it up. It encourages the person you're thanking. It lets them know they count, that they matter. In a world so huge that sometimes you feel like you're just getting swallowed up by it. They're making a difference and they touched your life. It also makes you feel better. It elevates your relationships. It, it quite often leads to more business, which is a bonus. It's not the reason you thank people, but it sure isn't a bad bonus. So why don't we do it more? I think it's because we tell ourselves things like this. I'm just too busy. I don't have time for thank yous. I don't know the person knows I appreciate them. You know, they don't really care if I say thank you anyway. I don't really know how to say thank you. I mean, it's just awkward. You know what? It's just too much trouble. Wrong, 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 and wrong. The effect a thank you makes, it's imperative that we say it often. And it's imperative that we say it with feeling. Here's how we need to answer those negative thoughts that we're telling ourselves. Well, I'm too busy for a thank you. Look, everyone's busy, but no one's too busy to give or receive a thank you. Well, the other person doesn't really care or appreciate it anyway. No, the other person doesn't know how you feel unless you tell them. Unexpressed gratitude really doesn't count. And guess what? They do care. Well, I just don't know how to say it. Just simply say what you feel. Write it down in advance if you need to. Or write it in a letter or a text or an email if you need to. Eh, it's just too much trouble. Really? A thank you? It only takes a few minutes. It can cause joy and even miracles. Silent gratitude isn't much use to anyone. G.B. Stein said that. Couldn't agree more. I think there's one reason we don't say thank you enough, really. It can be a little scary. 
See, when you admit that you needed someone's help or you couldn't have done it without them or you care about someone or you make yourself vulnerable, it is scary. Being vulnerable does open you up to being hurt, no doubt about it, but it also opens you up to deeper relationships and bigger opportunities. So you can take the risk to be vulnerable, offer a sincere thank you, and make an impact. Or you can play it safe, stay quiet, and miss your opportunity. It's up to you. Oscar Wilde said, The smallest act of kindness is worth more than the grandest intention. Hmm. Hey, here's an idea. Thank three people today for something specific. You can't just say thank you. Specifically. You can do it in person, text, email, letter, phone call. I, you know what? I've been trying to thank one person every time I open my email program each day. It will change your attitude to gratitude, and it will make the people you thank feel amazing. So here's your question, and I would love for you to answer it by emailing me, greg at gregorybnap.com. It's in the show notes, too. Who are you going to sincerely, specifically thank today? And what happened when you did it? Greg at GregoryBnap.com. I hope this podcast resonates with you. And if it does, go to GregoryBnap.com. Find out more about my book and my free gift for you on how to find your purpose. GregoryBnap.com. It's in the show notes as well. Okay, if you really want to change your life, there's something you must change. Your thoughts. Have you noticed that every time you change something in your life, the change starts with how you think? You can't do anything until you think about it first. And try. Try right now. Do something without thinking about it. Well, I moved my arm, Greg. Well, you thought about it. It might have been kind of automatic, but you still thought about it. Well, I got you, Greg. My heart's beating, and I'm not thinking about that. I'm breathing. I'm not thinking about that. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, you're right. We do some things automatically without thinking about them. We'll get to automatic thoughts in just a bit. But whether you want to change your behavior, your business, your life, your passion, your purpose, it all starts with a change in your thinking. William James said, if you can change your mind... You can change your life. So take a look around you right now. What do you see? A couch, a chair, walls, furniture, lights, windows. Maybe you're driving and you see everything in the car and other cars out on the road. And Well, someone had to conceive of the couch you're sitting on or the car you're driving in before the plans were made, the materials were gathered, the work was done to make it. Then the work was done to ship it to the store where you bought it. Someone had to dream up the house you're living in before it was built. I had to think of every word before I said it in this podcast so that you could listen to it right now. Everything man made was once nothing more than a thought. So the question is, what are you thinking up? What are you thinking to change your life? See, everything that gets done in this world begins as a thought. From the first automobile to manned space flight to the internet to cancer treatments to magnificent symphonies to the horrible games that are on the cell phones now that we play, everything had its origins as a thought. The same holds true for who you are and what you do. Everything you do and everything you are begins as one of your thoughts. I love what Emerson said about it. A man is what he thinks about all day long. You become what you think about. You become what you think about all day long. You create what you think about all day long. You develop solutions and ideas for what you think about all day long. You only change who you are and what you do when you change what you think about and how you think about it. That's how Earl Nightingale put it. You become what you think about. 
what you think about leads you to who you are, who you will become, what you do, and what you will do. Now, I know it sounds fantastic and unbelievable, but when have you ever made changes in your life that didn't begin with a thought? Now, obviously, we need to take action to make real change and lasting change, but you can't act until you've created the thought that leads to the action. 90% of our thoughts are automatic. We don't even realize we're thinking them. That's our biggest problem with making changes. We have to change our thoughts before we can change our behavior. And sometimes we're not even aware of what our thoughts are. So get clear on it. What are you thinking about all day long? Are they original thoughts? Or are they thoughts other people put in your head? Are they positive or negative thoughts? Are they helping or hurting you? What do you need to start thinking about that will help you reach your goals? When will I be done asking you questions? All right, right now. You know, a new friend of mine grew up poor. He didn't finish high school. He told me that every time he came up with a great business idea, his first wife would tell him it wouldn't work. She told him it was just pie in the sky thinking and made him question himself and stopped him from taking action. But then he started thinking differently. He decided he would and could make his ideas work. He opened a new checking account and called it his pie in the sky account. Every bit of profit he made from his new business idea would go into it. He changed the way he thought about his wife's words. Instead of thinking she was right, he began thinking that she was wrong and he was going to prove her wrong. He now runs a very successful company. So stop listening right now. Take some time to think about an answer each of the questions in this podcast. Write the answers down. It will help change your life. While you do that, I'm going to run around in my backyard barefoot for a little bit just to feel the grass on my toes. Be right back. Hey, glad you're back. Hope you got some great answers. Remember, whatever you focus on, you will tend to get more of it. Your conscious and subconscious minds will get the message that this is important to you. They will work all day and night to help you with whatever it is you're thinking about. Isn't that amazing? The founder of Buddhism said, all that we are is the result of what we have thought. Well, it's definitely something to think about. You really can supercharge your life. You don't even need the energy drinks. I mean, we all want to be energized and fired up and take on the day. We may turn to a coffee, maybe a tea, maybe even the energy drinks, but haven't you had the days? When you just felt invigorated, man, you don't need the espresso. What's happening on those days? I bet you're doing something you're passionate about and that you love. I like what E.M. Forster said about it. One person with passion is better than 40 people merely interested. You know, when I was a kid, it was really hard to get out of bed and go to school every day. I would hit the snooze bar multiple times, fall back asleep, moan and groan, and finally begrudgingly get up. But at the age of 10, I joined a bowling league. Yes, I was one of those kids. A bowler in a league with my own ball and my own bag. The league was every Saturday at 9 a.m. Wait a second. Saturday at 9 a.m. at the age of 10? I just want to sleep in or watch cartoons. No, no, no. I had to get up at the same time I got up for school in order to be at the bowling alley on time, which was like 7.30. And here's the strange thing. Even though I stayed up later on Friday nights than I did on school nights, I never hit the snooze bar on Saturday mornings. 
Most of the time, I didn't even need my alarm. I would happily pop out of bed and get ready to go bowling. I didn't wake up tired. I woke up inspired. Now, what made the difference in my wake-up attitude? Well, I really love bowling. I know, it could sound weird, but I loved it. I looked forward to it. Maybe my mom should have taken me to a counselor. Hey, what's wrong with bowling? My best friend was on my team. I didn't want to let him down. I was excited to get up early and go bowling. Now, listen, I didn't hate school. I liked some of my classes, and I enjoyed seeing my friends. But the school structure eh, did not really excite me, and most of my classes bored the mess out of me. It was tough to get excited about it. As an adult, I've noticed the same phenomenon. When I'm giving a presentation to a few hundred people, or when I'm hosting a radio show, or if I'm playing a gig with my guitar, I don't feel tired at all. When I'm doing a podcast, I don't feel tired at all. I feel supercharged. I'm hyped. Even when I used to do a radio show for four hours a day every weekday, it didn't wear me out. It actually took me a while to calm down once I was off the air. And it's because I'm passionate about those things. I love doing them. Since I love doing them, I did them a lot and I got good at it. And the better I got at it, the more I liked doing it. And the more I liked doing it, the more excited I got. It was a positive, circular, energizing thing. You know, working on what you're passionate about energizes you. Working on what you hate drains you. Oh, thank you, Einstein. I didn't say it was, you know, special, unbelievably smart stuff. I'm just saying it's true. I mean, when's the last time that happened to you? Isn't it amazing that you can work harder and longer doing what you love and still feel more energized and satisfied than working shorter hours doing something you hate? I mean, listen, we all have to do things we don't want to do. I get that. But how often? Is there a way that you could do more of what you're passionate about and less of what drains your energy? Wouldn't that be awesome? Wouldn't that help you and everyone who comes in contact with you have a better day? Have more joy in their life? In the process of doing what you love to do? Remember, I'm all about the process, not the ultimate end goal. If you're all about the ultimate end goal, that's going to be a very short little window of joy. If you're all about the process, you can start having joy the second you start the process and all the way through it. It's amazing. Well, sure, Greg, then I'll ride a unicorn over a rainbow into a pot of gold. Okay, it might sound a little bit difficult, but what if you could? How about this first start? One, figure out what you love and what you don't. Make a list of everything you do each day for a week. And highlight all the activities you enjoy in green. Highlight all the activities you really don't enjoy in red. Now, don't just put work, play, sleep, eat specifically what you're doing. What type of activities are you spending most of your time on? And if they aren't green ones, look out. Number two, now start looking for ways to minimize the red and maximize the green. Are there people who like what you dislike? Could you delegate it to them or trade off with them? Could you group the things you dislike and do most of them all at the same time once a week and get them done? Could you talk to your boss about where you do your best and, you know, what you really enjoy doing and see if that could be where you focus the majority of your time? Remember, all of this is without even coming up with a new career. And when you're working on the stuff that you're really passionate about and that you're really good at, your boss should be excited about helping you do that because that's when you do your best work and it's going to help the bottom line, too. Number three, if none of that works, maybe you do need to change jobs or careers. Maybe you do need to really do that hard work to figure out what you're passionate about and start pursuing it. Number four, is there a way you can reframe the work that you have to do that doesn't energize you? Can you see the purpose of that work and how it helps others? 
for example, let's say you're an insurance salesman. Instead of seeing your job as selling insurance, could you see it as helping people find the best way to keep themselves and their families healthy and financially protected? To maybe change not just a life, but a whole family's life. And maybe not just for one generation, but for generations to come. That you are truly serving this family. Five, do this exercise with your personal life too. Life is way too short to spend most of your week doing things that suck the life force out of you. How does so much energy come from a passionate idea? And is one charging your life? The world needs your best work, and that work is driven by your purpose and your passions. Find them, and then you can throw out the energy drinks. Let's go. I hope this podcast resonates with you, and if it does, go to gregorybnapp.com. Find out more about my book and my free gift for you on how to find your purpose. gregorybnapp.com. It's in the show notes as well.